Brethren, if a man be overtaken in any fault, you who are spiritual instruct such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so you shall fulfill the law of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For the true follower of Christ, the dominant theme of all of his prayers should be the love of the Sacred Heart, the love of Christ. Whether it be our prayers to our Blessed Mother, to our guardian angels, to our favorite saints, there should be this recurrent theme, help me to love Christ more. In our morning and night prayers and in our masses and holy communions, O Jesus, help me to love thee as I ought. Now, the measuring stick of the love of Christ, that is, this is the manner in which you measure how much you love our Lord, is by the practical, the outward charity which we show our neighbor, whether he be our friend or our foe, or somewhere in between. St. Paul in today's epistle to the Galatians is telling them that the Jewish law is totally insufficient for salvation and that they can only be saved by a lively faith in Christ. More specifically, in these verses that we read today, St. Paul urges every one of us to put our faith into practice by good works. Now, among the many practical virtues he recommends to us in that epistle, there are two, both of which really do focus on fraternal charity. First, he says that charity impels us to be meek and compassionate to all, even sinners, to correct them charitably and to lead them back to the path of virtue. And secondly, he gives us the advice to love one another, how? By bearing the burdens of one another. That is, to bear the faults, the imperfections of others, just as patiently as we would wish them to bear with ours. And God knows we all have our own imperfections. But yikes, that's a tall order, isn't it? Much too hard for me. But as it says in the Gospel of the Solemnity of the Holy Name of Mary, nothing is impossible with God. Never mind how hard it is or how much it hurts you to put this charity into practice, one cannot honestly, that's the key word, cannot honestly say that he loves our Lord if he does not love his neighbor in a way that goes beyond sentiment and feelings and emotions and enters into the practical realm. After all, Christ, he did not love us only in his mind or in his heart, 
Christ loved our neighbor in a most practical manner by dying on the cross for him. And when we love someone, Christ, we will naturally take all of his interests as if they were our own. The greatest charity that we can have for another is this, to take interest in that man's soul's salvation, to urge him to avoid sin and to help him to a life of virtue. But this necessarily means that we will have to offer fraternal correction to another, but how delicately this should be done so as not to embitter a soul, but to win it for Christ. That is the goal of every correction. If that's not your goal, it's the wrong goal. So St. Paul tells us how to go about corrections. He says, first, do it in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. That is very good advice. Before making any correction, we ought to take to heart the second part of this advice. One desert father, a hermit, whenever he would hear the sad news that one of his friends had fallen into sin, then he would exclaim, he today, I tomorrow. And it often happens, this really is true, that if we are overly harsh and critical towards a sinner, that God will permit us to fall into that same sin for which we so harshly rebuked another. The maxim that we should always remember is, hate the sin, not the sinner. St. Paul says to correct in the spirit of meekness, that is, not weakly, but kindly, gently, as Christ would, as Christ did throughout the Gospels. St. Augustine tells us that the task of rebuking others' sins is never to be undertaken unless our conscience assures us in the presence of God that we are correcting him simply out of love for the sinner. Love and then say what you will. Saint Basil, giving advice to superiors, parents included, gives this piece of advice. Take a lesson from physicians. Don't be angry at the patient but attack his disease. Now here really, I think, is the most practical, down-to-earth advice from St. Augustine. When duty compels us to correct anyone, we should think to ourselves three things. The first, have I ever committed that fault myself? Secondly, if we have ever been addicted to that fault which we are about to correct, take into consideration 
human weakness, so that your correction comes more from pity, not from hatred. And thirdly, he says, this is a very good one, and if you are presently guilty of that same fault, you're attached to it now, do not scold the one you're correcting, but rather ask him humbly to mourn the fault together with you and together to fight the common enemy, sort of a running buddy, if you will. Now sin, St. Basil says, sin is a burden that presses on the soul and weighs it down. And this is the burden that St. Paul says we ought to help one another to bear. But too often, rather than helping others to bear this sin, we sit on top of it and push them farther and farther into the mud. We are meant by this advice to bear with the weaknesses of others, his irritability, his sharp words, his melancholy. And remember this, I think if everyone focused on this point, I think many more of us would practice charity much more fervently. Remember that your neighbor's faults are a greater burden to him than they are to you. If you remember that, you are well on your way to practicing charity. Now, speaking of bearing burdens, I read once, studying God's creation is such a wonderful thing, so many lessons. I read once that stags, when they are crossing over a larger body of water, a, a wide river, a lake, what have you, they help each other. They help each other in this way. Those in front carry the weight of the heads of those who are behind them. Now the stag in front has no one to help him hold his head up out of the water. And having no one on whom to rest his head, he is relieved in turns by some other stag who is less fatigued. And so they keep doing this all the way across the river until at last they have helped one another to reach dry land. Now, how can you help to carry another's burden? Again, very practical advice, only three things. By burden, again, remember, the burden of sin. You can help others to carry it by sympathetic correction. Secondly, by prayer that God will take this burden away from your neighbor. And thirdly, we bear this burden when we do penance for that sinner and in reparation for his sin. Now, isn't that St. Paul so very practical? He always has the greatest practical wisdom. And now you've got your spiritual program already for you to practice this week. 
It's not enough to remember these sermons on Sunday or think about them through Mass, but apply them all through the week. Do you really, this is the final question I ask you, do you really want to show your love for the Sacred Heart, for our Lord himself? Then love him in your neighbor. Help him to bear his burden. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.